this coming election, remember to vote for best comic book archery based superhero. Green Arrow says that he cares about the people, but did you know that Green Arrow is a known womanizer? Did you know that Green Arrow lives in a state where marijuana is legal? And worst of all, Green Arrow is just another woke liberal. When you think about best comic book hero based around archery this year, you think Hawkeye. Hawkeye is a veteran who understands the various issues facing everyday Americans, like living on a farm, your children being blipped out of existence, or even the right to bear bows and arrows. So make sure you vote for Hawkeye, the only superhero who doesn't think you need to wear a mask. This advertisement is approved by Hawkeye and paid for by the Council of S.H.I.E.L.D. Welcome to the show. All right, well, welcome back to Ruben Uncut. And it finally happened. I finally stopped procrastinating it. And I watched the Hawkeye MCU show. I know. I know. Ruben, you're a comic book nerd. Why'd it take you so long to watch the Hawkeye show? And I'll tell you right now, it's because I don't give a flying fuck about Hawkeye. Okay? Alright? So let me... We're just going to go a quick overview of the MCU miniseries that are on Disney+. Plus. Okay? Here's how it breaks down for me. Okay? Let's go... Let, we'll talk about them in the order... Uh, no, I won't talk about the order of release because... I'm going to talk about Moon Knight first real quick just to get out of the way. I have not finished. Moon Knight is not finished as of this recording, so I don't know how it ends. However, based on what I've seen so far, it may be my favorite of the MCU shows. We'll see how I feel about the way it ends. That being said, so far, I actually think it's the most consistent and entertaining and the most unique of the shows in terms of the type of story that it's telling. However, I will say I was annoyed by the fake controversy surrounding it where the whole internet got mad that Moon Knight wasn't Jewish in the show. And then lo and behold, in episode 5, he is totally fucking Jewish. Um, even where's a goddamn yarmulke, okay? Moon Knight in the show is Jewish. Maybe people were mad that Oscar Isaac's not Jewish. I don't know. I, I didn't hear any Jewish people complaining about representation, probably because Jewish actors, you know non-Jewish characters all the fucking time. You think James Caan gives a goddamn about Christmas? No, he doesn't. But he's an elf. Where he plays a character who would give a goddamn about Christmas. I mean, his character kind of doesn't give a goddamn about Christmas, but it, the point is it's in his character's household to celebrate Christmas. I'm getting off topic. <coughs> I like Moon Knight. That's the point. Take away there. Okay. Then we go to WandaVision, which I thought kind of started kind of slow, 
but uh, I thought the middle was really great, and then it kind of ended really typically, uh, which was disappointing just because of the way it started out so, you know, unique and interesting. Um, overall, still really enjoyed it. Thought it was a good use of the characters. It told a nice story for them specifically. Um, it just kind of fizzled out at the end. <clears throat> then there was uh, my favorite before Moon Knight, though probably Loki. I found that the most consistently entertaining and trippy and fun. And, uh, you know, Tom Hiddleston, Owen Wilson, good stuff, you know. Uh, that being said, ended on a cliffhanger, which I don't really have a problem with, actually. I feel like I'm forgetting. What if? Uh, kind of underwhelmed at first, but as I realized what they were doing with the show, I got into it. It was cool. Um, yeah. Let's see here. I feel like I'm forgetting an MCU show the top of my head but uh falcon the winter soldier falcon the winter soldier um did what it needed to do which was make me care about the two avengers that i gave the least number of fucks about actually two of the three avengers i gave the least number of fucks about because the avenger i give the least number of fucks about is definitely hawkeye but falcon the winter soldier um overall did a nice job making care about characters I previously didn't care about. Um, part of it is, now, part of the reason I didn't care about them is because I've always felt like Anthony Mackie kind of seemed like an asshole in every interview he's ever given. And Sebastian Stan, I just, I, I, I consistently find him to be the most underwhelming performance in anything that I've ever seen him in. Uh, like, the most disappointing actor in everything that he's in. That's been my experience with Sebastian Stan. Uh, I literally, Bucky, I just could not at any point in any of the movies give a fuck about Bucky. I just didn't care. Just, and not at all, which really deflated Civil War for me. I mean, okay, it's not true. I thought he was fine in The Winter Soldier because, you know, he didn't have to talk that much. Uh, and we sort of just expected him to be a silent, murderous killing machine. Uh, but, uh, oh, a a in terms of the other movies, no. I never, ever gave a single fuck about him. I guess he was okay in the first Avenger, for what it's worth. Um, also didn't care about him in Lucky Logan. Logan Lucky. Whatever. Um, but the show made me care about their characters, which is ultimately what the show, most important thing it had to do. I kind of felt like the ending was rushed. Like they just sort of hop into that conclusion and it didn't feel like the uh, US agent character had either properly been made super evil or properly redeemed himself at all for what happened at the end. Um, just, they just sort of rushed it. Uh, so, uh, I, I guess, you know. But overall, I enjoyed it. I liked the whole thing about the, uh, the first guy who was Captain America. I really dug the black Captain America angle um, in terms of the history. I, I didn't know Disney would have the balls to do it, but they did, and I, I thought that was really good. I thought it elevated the whole show. Um, but, yeah, just a rushed ending. But overall, solid stuff. And now... Now I gotta talk 
to you about Hawkeye, because that's really why I made this video, to talk to you about Hawkeye. First of all, I'm not a big Hawkeye fan. He's, he's just like, to me, he's Green Arrow. If Green Arrow's personality was erased by the military-industrial complex. Like, he's got trick arrows, Green Arrow's thing. Um, and his major difference is that Green Arrow's got more like a... Green Arrow is a woke, uh, sort of leftist uh, character. And, and Hawkeye is a guy who kills people for the government. And that's, that's the best way I can describe the key difference between them as characters. Uh, and you see, the, the thing, though, the thing about the problem with the Hawkeye show is that, first of all, I'd say the show's about half good and half bad. Like, it is literally about half good and half bad. For every good thing, there's a bad thing. The worst thing, of course, be, is just the sheer amount of cringy humor throughout. So, uh, what, what is the show about? That's a great question. Uh, basically, Hawkeye meets up with his biggest fan, played by Kate Bishop, who, despite the fact the show insisting her character is 22, I thought was, like, 16 at the oldest. Um, not based on her appearance, well, maybe her appearance a little bit, but primarily on her character's uh, maturity level which is none at all. I really struggle with Kate Bishop for the same reasons that I struggled at the beginning of Steven Universe with the way that Steven would fail to understand the seriousness of certain situations or would just plain not know how to prioritize things in an emergency. And Kate Bishop is the same way. She has confidence that comes from literally nowhere. Um, and... It, it, I liked her overall, like she grew on me, but it's the kind of character that I personally just find frustrating in their inability to assess actual risk. I don't know why that's so frustrating for me in characters. Um, that being said, she has a nice arc, she grows, arguably one of the stronger elements of the show, even if she has a ton of cringy jokes throughout this the show as well um but and then you get oh my god and then you got jeremy renner who plays old hawkeye although i'm gonna remind you at this point that jeremy renner despite doing cocaine with underage girls somehow still not canceled i'm not saying we should cancel him i'm just saying what the fuck <laughs> Uh, anyways, so, and basically, the show is about Hawkeye teaming up with his biggest fan to try and get back the, to try and deal with the ramifications of when he was Ronin in that time between Infinity Wars and Endgame. Some of the stronger elements are him dealing with that sort of past, kind of. And basically... She's along for the ride, and the show is really, really riding their sort of odd couple energy between the two characters, and that's the big part of the show. And, but the thing is, is that 
the problem with the show is that it just feels like the writers walked into a room and were like, okay, what would a what would a Hawkeye story or movie or show actually, you know, be like? And no one had an answer. So instead, they just started throwing shit at the wall to see what would stick. And so what we end up with is like an odd couple buddy cop rookie hardened veteran slash Christmas movie slash um slash daredevil lead in uh it and it's kind of a fucking mess of incomprehensible tonal shifts because okay so here's an example the bad guys and these are this is a spoiler kind of the bad guys are a woman named echo who is deaf and missing a leg um i do, i should look up if in real life they are actually uh, a deaf actor i give him major props for that um and the kingpin from the daredevil show they're the big bads at the top and uh yeah they're both vincent d'onofrio he's incredible as pigpen he's always been good as pigpen kingpin and echo she's good too she's very serious in fact i don't think she i don't i don't remember her cracking a single cringy joke throughout um which was good um but the thing is that tonally in contrast to that echo uh presides over an army of the cringiest most goofy fucking russian mafiosos that i have ever fucking seen and it's fucking painful like, every time they'd open their mouths, I wanted them to die in horrible ways, knowing that they probably wouldn't because they were too funny for the film to murder them horribly. For the show, whatever. The point is, I hated every time that the Russian criminals would open their goddamn mouths. I wanted to kill all of them. And it's, oh, oh my god. And then there's a whole thing, like, subplot with LARPers. And, like, initially I was cool with it, but they took it to a level where I was like, okay, I feel like you've killed this joke. Like, what is this fucking show? That is just a mishmash of, like, weird, like, it's like the tone just keeps jumping between Ant-Man and the Wasp and the Daredevil show. And it's maddening it, it just it's maddening because half the time i'm watching it, i'm like getting into it and then cringe just throws itself in my fucking face and you're like god damn it because the cringe is non-stop no, i'm sorry i'm sorry I'm, I'm getting carried away it's not non-stop like i said there are moments that are good i enjoyed hearing about hawkeye's characters dealing with like traumatic stress and the and the physical hardships of being a hero i kind of like the way the show posited his realistic look at what he did versus her idealized look at what he did it's has its moments and i will and i will say there's i will say that there is something kind of appropriate about the fact that 
Hawkeye is kind of like DC's Green Arrow. And when Green Arrow had his show, Green Arrow stole his best bits from Batman. Meanwhile, uh, so it seems kind of appropriate that Hawkeye, the ripoff of Green Arrow, would steal all his best bits and enemies from Daredevil. Because uh, that's kind of what the show is. Uh, stealing stuff from Daredevil. It's worth knowing that Daredevil also was the original Ronin, not Hawkeye. Gonna throw that out there also in the comics, I mean. Um, and so here we are with fucking Hawkeye. And like, at various points, I wanted to like the show. But it's. It feels like it's trying too hard in too many directions that are not cohesive to each other. And this. The. It. The comedy in the show was just cringy to me. Like, crazy cringy. And I mean, some of you will probably find it funny, but like, I just rarely did. So yes, I'd say I enjoyed it exactly half the time I was watching it. Which is not a great metric. Does that make it still better than a lot of superhero things I've seen? I mean, I guess? Certainly better than certain 1970s Marvel movies and stuff. I mean, I did like it more than Ant-Man and the Wasp for, what, for whatever the fuck that's worth. But, like, at the end of the day, I gotta be honest, like... The Hawkeye show is almost, you know, by default, the worst MCU show. I'm not count, I'm not counting the Netflix thing. Iron Fist is Iron Fist and the Defenders it might be worse. I'd have to rewatch them. They cuz you know Iron Fist was sloppy as shit and the Defenders was, you know, an overhyped boring mess. But in terms of the main made for Disney Plus MCU shows, this is the bottom right here. It's Hawkeye. It's, it's a mishmash of different ideas and clashing jokes. Okay, and, and here's an example. How we meet Kate Bishop in the show is that she's hanging out at college, which I honestly thought was like an expensive, like, boarding high school because of the way she would act throughout most of the show. Like, I, there were moments where I just had to be like, oh, right, she's an adult? What? I mean, she is a rich, young adult, so, I mean, I guess richness can make you a fucking unrealistic bitch about things. Uh, fucking rich people. Uh, I'm teasing rich people. Calm your jets, you snowflakes. Rich people aren't listening to me. Uh, but the point is, we meet her at her college, and she's trying to ring this, like, bell in a bell tower with her bow and arrow. And and so, like, her and her friends have a debate on the walkie-talkie about whether or not she should be aiming the arrow at, like, the dangly ball thing that rings back and forth in the, in the, in the bell, or if she should be aiming at the bell itself. She fires one and hits the bell, and it makes a little bit of a clong noise, and then, so she, then she aims the next one at the, at the actual rope pulley thing that, yeah, that swings the, the, the thing back and forth in the bell. There's gotta be a word for that. Um, 
So she hits that uvula of the bell. Uh, and basically it starts to ring really loud. And, and while it's ringing, the ringing of the bell causes the bell to break free and cr crash out of the tower through the clock on it. And then she gets in a ton of trouble for it. And I gotta be honest, the first thing I thought when this happened was, okay, if ringing the bell was enough to crash it through the tower, then she did this school a fucking favor by doing it when no one was there to be in danger. Okay? That bell was a disaster waiting to happen. And she did everybody a favor. And yet she gets in trouble and it's a whole thing at the beginning. I also hated her mom. Her mom is the worst. Although, I distinctly get the impression that that is on purpose. And her stepdad is annoying. The LARPers start off entertaining and cute and outstay their welcome. It's... There is a kind of cool fight scene at the end with bows and arrows. And it's clearly important, and this show clearly sets up the new Echo show, and it'll probably set, which will probably in its turn, set up the new Daredevil show. So in terms of that, you might want to watch it. But I swear to God, Echo better not be this fucking mishmashed of a tonal nightmare. Ugh. I know it sounds like I'm being hard on it, but I did actually enjoy certain aspects of it. Like I said, Echo was good. Vincent D'Onofrio is is a is classic. Kate Bishop grew on me, and I liked the way it handled some parts of of Clint Barton Hawkeye. Although I will say the whole Christmas thing meant fucking nothing to me. I'm sorry, but like with everything else going on in the story, I could not give a flying fuck about whether or not Hawkeye made it back to his family for Christmas. I'm sorry. He's clearly missed lots of Christmases in the past, and I know the show goes out of its way to show us that he likes Christmas a lot and likes to, and wants to spend it with his family. I get it. But, like, with all the, the action and the threats to lives and stuff going on in the show, it was just impossible for me to give a single fuck about whether or not people got to make it back in time for Christmas when the... When this, when like literally this, every single other set of stakes in the show, higher than that, they're all higher. It's like adding, okay. it's like it's like making Die Hard, but like one of the subplots is he has a hangnail the whole time, and you're just like, who cares? Who cares if John McClane has a fucking hangnail? He's trying to fight fucking terrorists. It's it just there's there's no reason. It it's just a meaningless set of stakes for the show to have and i just i couldn't there was never a point where i was like well that's that's important i hope he makes it back when like i when like that's several notches below oh i hope he you know doesn't die because him dying was always another outcome just just saying just saying like when when death is one of the the stakes Hard for me to give a fuck about whether he makes it back in time for Christmas with his family. I mean, that sucks for them, but I'm sure they would rather he was late for Christmas than dead.
So yeah. Hawkeye, bottom of the bottom of the bunch. Just not unwatchable, has its moments, but honestly, fucking hell. Hawkeye, more like Squawkeye. I could cut that joke and pretend it didn't happen. But I probably won't. Hello, America. This is me, Green Arrow. Now, I just want to tell you, you, heard, you may have heard a lot of things about me from my opponent, Clint Barton, a.k.a. Hawkeye. And I want to make it clear to you, the things that you've heard are only half true. Am I a womanizer? Absolutely. In fact, I will admit right now that I just finished fucking Clint, Clint Barton's mom. That's right, I fucked Hawkeye's mom. There I said it. You're welcome. Am I a leftist? Uh, yeah. No. You see this tattoo here? That's, you know, Karl Marx, bitch, on my arm. Do I live in a state where marijuana is legal? Hell yes. And if you want to come out to my dispensary, you can get a bowl of chili that has over 500 milligrams of THC in it. It's goddamn delicious and spicy. Although, I do make mild. For those, you know, white people. <laughs> I know, I know. Am I? Now, I will, full disclosure, I am a billionaire. Okay? But I have made sure that my wealth goes to making my community better. And I'm the only candidate who will stand up here and tell you that I don't stand for corrupt cops. Don't stand for it at all. But you know, Clint Barton? He fucking kills people for the government. There. I said it. Who do you trust? A happy-go-lucky Marxist billionaire who's out here working for his community and can shoot a series of arrows through each other. You know, like in Robin Hood. Also, decked out like Robin Hood. Or you're going to trust, you know, Clint Barton, the knockoff of me, who, in all fairness, used to do black ops wet works for the government and murder people, including, you know, Probably women and children. Just saying. Who approved and paid for this message? I did. I did. Let's stop global warming. <laughs>